Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Podcast, where every week we take a certain genre of movie and we talk about the good movies, the best example of that genre, the bad movies, the worst example of that genre, and the ugly movies, the funnest example of the genre. <laughs> the I'm going to say dogs. that. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And uh, last week we were talking about shack movies. Yeah, I was able to say my Australian shack. <laughs> sounds more Boston. Mako Shock. <laughs> That's the best I can do. We, we were talking about Jaws, which, uh, according to Charles and I, it's, it's in our top ten list. Uh, Deep Blue Sea, and we also talked about uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, yes. which is a great range of yeah. movies, I think. <laughs> yeah. This week, as wide as it gets. Yeah. This week, we are uh, handing the microphone over to Kelly. What do we got, Kelly? So this week we are going to be talking about doctor movies. Movies about doctors. Doctor movies. Yes. And... And we have special guest, Dr... <laughs> doctor... Me. Oh. I'm sorry. We don't, we don't have any... Doctor fans. who? <laughs> yeah. We don't Zing. have... We, we do not have any special guests, unfortunately. We should have probably done this when we had Dr. Mike on, but that's okay. Um... Hindsight. hindsight. Hindsight, yeah. What, what can Hi- you do? You know, that's our motto on this podcast. <laughs> hindsight. Yeah. Shark movies, yeah, doesn't, we can do them whenever. Doctor yeah. movies, whenever. Well, I thought hindsight you eventually. That's you picked motto. it, I thought, because of Omar Sharif recently passing away. That was, yeah, that was a contributing factor, actually. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about Omar Sharif um, and his performance in Dr. Zhivago um, and lots of other stuff. So would you hear to get this thing rolling let's jump on in all right okay. did you say your picks already um no i didn't actually right, go <laughs> good ahead. point okay so we are going to be, t- be talking about um dead ringers dr zhivago and magnificent obsession so i'm gonna open it up to you guys which one do you want to talk about first let's go ahead and talk about the good first because i've got it pulled up on imdb Okay, nice. Or what oh, I wait. what I think is. <laughs> yeah, well, That's presumptuous. You yeah, yeah. Think, no, you know. like, it's, why it's... did you pull up dead ringers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, as you I'm sure have surmised, my my good pick is Doctor Zhivago. I know. Really? Egads. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, I I know this was uh, this was kind of a long one. Um, it's it's a pretty sprawling movie in more ways than one. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think I think it is an excellent movie. It's um, one of David Lean's best. It it makes you feel real, all the feelings. Real quick too, can you go over what else has David Lean done? Um, he did Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he do Bridge on the River Kwai? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of give you an example of what kind of movie this is yes exactly this is not it's you really as much as i love it i admit you kind of have to be in the right frame of mind to sit down and watch it this is not like a you know summer saturday afternoon activity like i think i'll just casually watch dr zhivago i mean what is dr zhivago so dr zhivago is (laughs) it's um it's okay so it stars omar sharif and julie christie um and geraldine chaplin um, it's kind of just, it's an epic and it's a romance and it's a historical movie and it, it chronicles the life of this one man, uh, Omar Sharif, Dr. Yuri Zhivago. Um, and as kind of a framing sort of device, Dr. Zhivago's half-brother, Yevgraf, who is like some kind of ambiguous 
Russian political official. I can never remember what exactly it is, but um, he he is trying to. Um, this is after um, Yuri Zhivago has already passed on, and he's trying to retroactively find his daughter that he had with the illustrious Lara of the Lara poems. And um, oh, I should also say that Doctor Zhivago is a physician, but he is also a poet. And so he's composed this book. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Tragic doctor slash poet. Um, so he had um, a child with this woman, Laura, who he composed his famous poems about. And Yevgraf is trying to find that daughter. And he finds this woman who he thinks is her. And so he... Um, but she's she's kind of addled and like has gone through all these experiences and doesn't remember who her parents are. And so he's trying to tell her the life story of Dr. Zhivago so that she, he can figure out if she really is his um, child. So it kind of, uh, you know, it starts out when he's young, he, his mother has passed away. So he goes to live with some family friends. I'm going to sum this up as succinctly as I can for a yeah. three plus hour movie. But um, yes, yeah, so as a boy, he goes and lives with um, his his friends of his parents and he meets um young tonya and they are kind of childhood sweethearts they grow up together and eventually um they get married and um he <clears throat> follows him through med school he meets this kind of mysterious woman named laura um and he he's he's intrigued by her just from the get-go um she's very like sensuous and passionate but you know smart and, and caring and all these things that are appealing to him um so, yeah, his love of Tanya kind of represents stability and family and, like, all the all the things that your brain loves about people. And mm -hmm. then his relationship with Laura kind of symbolizes all the things that the heart wants. And, and naughtiness. Yes, and naughtiness, of course. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's set in this very war-torn environment. Um, right. It's the Bolshevik Revolution. Yes. Yes. So, you know, he gets separated from, from his loved ones. He gets reunited with them. He uh, he's faithful to Tanya. He's unfaithful to Tanya. It just, just follows him, like, through his many adventures and entrapments of his life and kind of trying to make a go of it. So, I, I do think with a lot of David Lean's films, you have to know about history. Like, yeah, that's... he doesn't really... In Lawrence of Arabia, in Bridges of the River Kwai, maybe that's the most successful one, but this one in particular, you, if you don't know anything about that history, it's kind of confusing mm -hmm. where they're at. Which yeah. we're talking about World War One, the Russian Revolution time frame. Yes. Yeah, because it because it goes through both of those, right? I mean, that's it. The revolution is uh, Laura's uh, boyfriend at the time, or fiance actually, right? Uh -huh. So fiance at the time, he's a big part of that. You meet up him much later on. Mm -hmm. um, but it is really kind of confusing because there's no title cards. I don't think there's title cards that say the year, do they? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, if they do, it's like brief and like they go way all over the time. You know, it's all over the place as far as time. Right. That That is true. It is. You kind of have to just figure out how much time has passed, which is not that easy to and do. And who's on whose side and, and all this stuff. I mean, it, right. it, it, it's quite... I, I feel like this is not an accessible movie from that point of view like it, it is kind enough, of yeah. hard to follow along. i mean i i know a little bit about it and i was able to piece it together and um it's also one of those movies that i've only seen like bits and pieces here and there this is the first time i've actually sat down and watched the entire thing uh -huh. um but not that i want to take away too much from you but yeah. what, what so what are your feelings on it since you picked it as your best one i mean mm -hmm. do you think it's david lean's best film um I, I don't know. It, it's hard to top Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know. I just something about it. I mean, I know the the subject matter is kind of, you know, there adultery is happening and there's lots of things and I'm I'm not always big on on war movies necessarily, but um I don't know. Something about it just I feel like it it spans the gap of like this wide array of human emotions and Omar Sharif is just so good in it. Um every I mean he ha- he has the most expressive eyes of probably any actor that I can think of. Like everything that's happening him to him, like, and they really just the lighting and and the cinematography. You always <laughs> I feel like this happens so often throughout the movie. You see him, and the bottom half of his face is in shadow, and the top half of his head is in shadow, yeah. and just his eyes are like this strip Constantly. of light, and they're just they're just like huge and morphing, and they're filling with tears, and you just feel everything and. You know, he's trudging through the snow and his mustache has all these icicles off of it. And um, yeah, it's just, I mean, and you, you really feel his struggle. He wants to do the right thing. He wants to do right by his family and, and save them from all these horrible goings on. And, and he stays faithful to her for such a long time. Um, but then, you know, it's just these dual aspects of his of his personality and like the things that are important to him. And it kind of makes you wonder if you can be in love, like real, actual love with two people at once. Because I don't think he, I don't think he wasn't in love with Tanya, and I don't think he was only lusting after Laura. It's it's just interesting. It's just an interesting portrayal of the human psyche. And then I guess another criticism. Um, I don't really like the framing device. I see Alec Guinness's character as kind of pointless. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like. I know he shows up in the story and he talks to him and even that's kind of weird the way he narrates it and he, over himself and looks, mm-hmm. but what I don't really see the point of it. It's like it reminded me of like Saving Private Ryan how there was a critique that Spielberg felt like he had to add these kind of bookends to the movie and they should have just taken those off and it would have been a better movie. I kind of feel like this movie could have been the same if you would but what what is the purpose of having his half brother Trying to find this kid, there's never, there's no res- a resolution to that either. Well, well, okay. Here, here's how I think about it. You, you're probably right that it could have just as well stood on its own without that aspect of the story, and and it would have been fine. But I think it would have ended on a much more tragic note had there not been that little little spark of light at the end. Because this is, I mean, it, it is a very bleak movie at times. Mm-hmm. All, I mean, the things that every character goes through are just heartrending and. Um, so yeah, you know, in the beginning and through most of the movie, it's, you're like, okay, where is this going with this, with the brother and the the daughter? But then at the end, you know, Laura has, spoilers, Laura has died in a gulag somewhere, no one knows where, and, and Dr. Zhivago, um, you know, sees her and he's in there, he's aged significantly and he has these heart problems and he just collapses on a trail, uh, yeah, but Railway he sees her, he's trying to get off and time yeah. to take it off. Yeah. He, they've been separated for many, many years, um, and, and he sees her, and he's trying to get to her, and he's running, and he's running, and his heart just gives out, um, you know, and he dies then and there. And so if that, can you just imagine, like, if that was the end of the movie, like, oh, well, Tanya and the kids went off to Moscow, don't know if you ever heard from them again, Laura's dead, everyone's dead, war, bleak, Russia, end it of his regime. a little bit of a... Silver lining. It does. It does because because he, it's never extremely cut and dry whether she mm-hmm. is or she isn't. But they bring the whole thing about like oh she plays the balalaika and yeah and it kind it's of it's a gift then it's a gift yeah and, and that that aspect of it's like okay their their love is gonna live on you know their their story is gonna continue it's not just you know I think the Doctor Shivago 
the the film itself was at the at kind of the end of the epic period mm-hmm. in movies you know it in a lot of ways it's kind of like Lawrence of Arabia in snow you know and with a love story uh-huh. okay, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know the whole there was Ben Hur and there was um, Paths of Glory even you know where these just these big epic wide shots thousands of extra movies and in the late 60s it started getting more and more to you know let's just focus on two characters you mm-hmm. know and or one character um and not have what these... year was this movie 65 i can't resist before it's after lawrence arabia right uh yeah i think so and bridge of bridge river quiet was from the 50s i think so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and yeah uh, late 50s so it, it's so i kind of feel like we can watch it now and let me just say too it is uh, adjusting for inflation it's like one of the top five highest grossing movies of all time mm-hmm. it really and so i mean it's it's won a lot it, i think for mgm studios gone with the wind maybe mm-hmm. made more yeah. so surprise it really is a has gotten a lot of money so it was popular at the time and it's popular now but i wonder if you know there were people you know how we're kind of tired of the reboots and the sequels uh-huh. I wonder if people back then are like, oh, gosh, another one of these <laughs> yeah, right. that three hours long and it's going to be somebody walking in the snow. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. That, that's a good point. I, like, it really is the last great epic that I can think of. I can't mm-hmm. think. I mean, that sort of dropped off in the 70s. Well, because in 1967, and you can go back and listen to our old podcast of What's the Greatest Year in Film, where mm-hmm. I defend 1967. And 1967, kind of, it started making the trend more of like let's take it smaller actually literally the frame smaller the Mm -hmm. characters well and then i think gladiator kind of rebooted the whole big epic thing yeah but that went more with like what they call it the sword and sandals kind of epics you know so i I don't know i mean i really i do and i do enjoy this but i like this movie don't get me wrong i just like i said I i think the framing device was kind of weird i think both Lawrence of Arabia and Bridge and require better movies. Um, I really do. Uh, I don't know which one of those two I like more. Um, but So why would you say it's the best Doctor movie? Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of Doctor movies are either too silly or too cheesy or represent Doctors in kind of a unflattering way. And I, when, I don't know, I just, you know, whenever I cast my mind back about all the doctor movies I, i've seen it, it just seemed to have the most dimensions to me um i don't i can't even really think of doctor movies what i mean what's another good doctor movie can i tell you one that i thought of right away sure patch adams <laughs> i don't know maybe anybody was heard me i said good doctor movies <laughs> no it's great because it shows like you know it's a this... terrible film <laughs> no it's not yes it is no it's not it's it's a, it's a heartwarming film <laughs> Okay, what other ones? Any other ones? Are there any other good Doctor movies? Um, I feel like I in talking about uh, in talking about this podcast and our, and our choices with some other people, they were like, "Oh man, Mash isn't on there," so that would ah, that would have been a good. Mash would have been good. Okay, Matt. Mash would have been good. Mash yeah. would have been good. I'm not a huge Mash fan, but Arp. but I uh, know I just show or the movie. <laughs> but, okay, no, the movie. I'm okay. not a huge Mash fan, but it would be a good Doctor movie because. It, but it's the same. But Doctor Shivago is is good too because it, more, it humanizes them. Where the the, you know, they're they're all tools really in Mash. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're the stereotypical surgeon doctor. But this guy, 
he actually has a lot more depth. To and him. that's exactly that's that's why I chose it. I mean, that's what seals it for me. There's right. so many things I really like about the movie, but as far as in the scope of other Doctor movies, that's that's yeah. the clincher. Doctor so. T and the Women. <laughs> Never seen missed, it. Never watched it. On it's another. Is it Robert Altman? Another. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, um, I guess yeah. That's about. We we can move on to the next one if you guys want to. So you started with your good one. Let's just go on a nice normal order. Then let's go with your bad. Okay, so my bad one, which I do not have preloaded. Okay. Because I have no idea which one. Uh, my bad one is Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I'm typing that in right now because that's where I thought you were going. Really? Yep. 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 Now, I I understand (laughs) why he's saying really because you're a big slasher horror movie guy and this is a, it's a horror movie. Yeah. Plus, I I like Cronenberg. I mean, I I can't even get those words out because I'm, I thought this was going to be your ugly one and I was going to be like, fine, because it's weird, creepy, but... This means you put magnificent obsession <laughs> above this movie. In my mind, in my heart, yes. Go ahead, give a synopsis of of Dead Ringers. Okay, so Dead Ringers stars Jeremy Irons twice. Um, he <laughs> Jeremy Irons times two. <laughs> yes, um, they, he pulled a Lohan, and he. Yeah, I, I will say he actually played twins pretty convincingly. Um, but um, so okay, so the plot would kind of be. Um, Jeremy Irons plays both Elliot and Beverly Mantle, who are these two um, renowned, kind of mentally unstable um, twin gynecologists. They're identical twins. Um, well, yes, Micah, that uh, is a bag of candy you're opening <laughs> up. Kringle, kringle. Um, so, yeah, so they, they kind of... It's just it's just a weird movie to me. They, they share... They share a practice. Um, they share all their patients. They share everything, all basically, to a very strange degree. Exactly. They share women. They pull the old switcheroo on these ladies all the time. Uh, one of the twins is kind of like the suave twin, and the other one is a little bit more passive, a little more reserved, a little bit... Um, you know, they're kind of foils to each other. So the suave one, Elliot, kind of helps the other one quote-unquote get women they'll like trade off who examines them and then who sees them later and um it it just like half the time you don't know which one is which and um i forget her name the the lead who, who remind me who, who's what the uh player no her name is genevieve Bujold. yes okay so so Claire, she is kind of she's the game changer as far the as actress. their bizarre relationship goes. Up until now, they have this very symbiotic thing going, deranged though it may be. Um, and she comes along, and one of the twins really falls for her, and so it kind of upsets the balance that they have. Like they can no longer just switch people in and out. You know, they the one guy like wants her for himself, and then there's a battle with with drug addiction um and and it, it just it just kind of all snowballs and goes downhill from there so i like this movie <laughs> i think I, I don't know i think jeremy irons gives one of the most amazing performances ever i truly like i know no, he didn't right about he didn't get nominated which i'm i don't think he did but i'm really surprised because honestly like he, i read about it like the way he would he made sure they walked differently because he wanted to have different posture for them. He, I don't know. I, the, again, it's one of those movies. Um, it used to come on Cinemax all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just be flipping through and Dead Ringers is on. 
Um, it had been a really long time since I've seen it. I remember as a kid just thinking it was weird, creepy, and I liked it. Like, because mm-hmm. I like horror films in general. Mm-hmm. Rewatched it again now, and it's it's a lot more bizarre than I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really, I think it's anchored around this amazing performance. Like, as a, you know, when I was younger, I didn't think about there being two different people, you know, two different characters that were played by the same actor. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. I just assumed what I'm seeing is... You never saw The Parent Trap? Well, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, but that movie, you know, the effect is obvious and people talked about it. It came out so long before my time. Here's a movie where they're using, you know, the motion camera so they can actually record the same sequence twice and have it move. By the way, I really do think some of the cinematography of this movie is gorgeous in some shots. And they really had a lot of moving camera work with him. There's there's an Edward Norton movie. um, Is it called Leafs of Grass? um, Where he's playing twins. And it's horrible and this is a more recent movie and you can tell the effect and that he's really trying to think about where he's looking and all that this movie um you know you watch it and you it's kind of like social network you forget it's one guy playing both of these and i think that makes this movie and it's also and you're referencing army hammer yeah 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 um they're playing two twins um, in that one yeah. and i i in fact i watched social network and didn't realize it was two different oh, i didn't know it either until yeah. I, I watched the making of it i'm like wait what yeah. But this one, so anyway, but this one is like a slow burner of a movie. Mm. I mean, by the time you're into it, you're totally invested in it. And then the ending, the way it happens, and it's it's like that, I mean, I'm spoiling it, but that sequence where he wakes up um, and and you don't know what's happened. You really don't <laughs> know what happened. Then he leans up, he wakes up and there's the, the opened up body in the background and uh-huh. it's a lingering shot. Yeah. Is that not one of the creepiest scenes, like, ever? It It is very it's creepy. It's disturbing. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it. I don't know. Like, that yeah. scene, and, and then the whole, another really great shot where he's holding on to him, and you see both their faces in a moving shot. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this is, this, the technology was there for the first time in cinema history, and this performance is there, and it just worked. I guess I may, okay, I, I will admit that he did, he did give a really good performance. I just, I think the story just biases me against it. Like, the story is just too much for me. Like, is it's, it too weird? It's like... too weird. It's too gross. Like, just, I, I felt very. Mutant women. Yeah, parts the tools, and... See, okay. the special mm-hmm. tools. There are, that... there are parts of that where he, you know, it's like, the, the, <laughs> what did he say? The woman, the woman's body is the problem. It's not the tool. Like, yeah. And, and, I get all that. That's weird. And he's, he's getting... That's what I said. If you'd have called this an ugly movie, I would have said, okay, mutant women and, <laughs> and and the fact that he got that art guy to make these tools for him and then he was stealing them all back. And yeah. Okay, I get that. But I don't... I just wouldn't call it bad. This is a movie I would watch again. Maybe I'm crazy. Would you guys... You wouldn't watch it again, obviously, because he says bad, but no. Mike, would you watch it again? No. It's, Why am I always in the minority here? <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it just... It's oogie. It it's just is. creepy. You when you're done watching, you're like you know. You're like yeah, and and it's confusing. Like I was very confused for most of the movie. It took me a really long time to figure out which personality went with which twin because I there was definitely a difference, but it, it just took it just took me a minute. So I'm like, wait, this guy's the researcher. Was intentional though, like on I, the part of the director that's trying to confuse you a little. Yeah, bit. Jeremy Irons actually in an interview he said that he originally had two dressing rooms for two wardrobes because he was playing two characters and then so at some time in the filming he realized oh he and the director realized oh we're not supposed to 
know the difference. We're supposed to, the audience is supposed to be confused. So he switched to one dressing room, one wardrobe, the only way, and he had like um, internal cues for himself. And he actually, when he was playing, I think Elliot, he he would stand on the balls of his feet. When he was playing uh, Beverly, he'd stand on the heels of his feet. You know, things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So that he knew, but he, he, only he knew, he didn't want the audience to know. Yeah. Well, Which okay. I don't, I, well, I mean, could be argued, is that a good acting or is it bad acting? No, no, it can't. It's amazing <laughs> acting. Like, that's the thing. It's like, seriously, like, this is not Parent Trap. I mean, I'm not, not I obviously not plot wise, but I mean, that movie, when you watch, <laughs> yes, when you, that would be very, very <laughs> disturbing. In, in that movie, even in the, even in the remake with Lindsay Lohan, you, you always know it's an effect, right? You're aware it's an effect. Yeah. This is a movie that you were just not aware. Are you picturing them killing each other? Is that what you're picturing? Yeah. That would have been a good movie. Um, again, rewatching it now, I'm just really impressed with how good the shots look. Yeah, I, I guess so. And I... how different he feels. Especially, at the, I think at the beginning, they're very similar and it's very confusing. Yes. And then it's like, the little split starts to happen and they just become so different people. Well, okay. Here's another thing that that frustrated me. Like, Beverly was supposed to be the, the level-headed, like, researching aspect of, of the twins. And, like, he somehow got addicted to these pills that he was helping Claire get. Which, I you know, I guess that, that happens or whatever. But but then, after his, after his rehab and Elliot was like... Well, I know what I have to do now. I have to get addicted to the pills to sink our bloodstreams, and then we'll be fine. Like that is the, that is the worst plan I've ever heard. Like, there's no way that would. It makes no sense. Let me just say this before we move on to your ugly pick: is that, um, of all the movies that we've talked about and even talked about from last week, um, like for instance, okay, I'll bring up last week. Jaws has a meta score, critic score, of uh, seventy-five. Um, I can't find Dr. Shivago, but then um, there, there are others that 80 is a pretty good one. Dead Ringers has Dead Ring, yeah, Dead Ringers has a uh, 86 meta score. Whoa. Critics, critics love this movie. Interesting. Yeah. Very so, interesting. And it, it got it actually won the Genie Award, which is a a film award in Canada. Oh. Yeah. It or it won the. Um, uh, best picture at the genie award but it didn't, he didn't get nominated for performance. he didn't get nominated that's so nope. insane to me i i will i will concede it is a good performance but that to me is not enough to save the movie that's just my own opinion i recognize so that. charles would you put it as your ugly pick i out of these three that's hard because i wouldn't dr zhivago is a better movie no doubt um uh, you know and i was thinking what would i pick for ugly maybe dr giggles um, which is a movie about a killer dentist. Um, but, but no, um, I, I would, it would be hard for me to say it's an ugly pick, but there's enough goofy moments in it that you're just mm. like, that's not even like bizarre or creepy. That's just weird. Like yeah. why, why? Yeah. Um, let's talk about your ugly. Okay. Um, so my ugly, as you know, is, uh, the 1954 melodrama Magnificent Obsession by Douglas Magnificent melodrama. Yeah, well, I mean, it is. That magnificent melodrama. Yes, yeah, that's yes. that's what we call it. Yes. So this movie, this so synopsis. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. It stars Rock Hudson and Jane Wyman, former wife of Ronald Reagan. 
Yeah, which I didn't know that until researching this movie. Yes. Um, so this is perhaps Jane Wyman at her most saintly. She, I mean, it is like to the point where it's almost laughable throughout the entire movie. She, everything she says is backed up by like a chorus of angels singing in the background (laughs) and the music swells and she like just has this stately bearing about her and everything she everyone loves her and everything she says is so wise and profound and um, just breaks your heart and so um before I give a plot synopsis I will say uh as, (laughs) as kind of a preface to that that Douglas Sirk is pretty known for doing his kind of soapy melodramatic films uh in the 50s and they're very it's almost like their version of of nicholas sparks movie adaptations today that are just (laughs) you know like that makes sense that makes sense yeah like they're just they're there's so much emotion and so much everything packed into one screen and so many like traumatic events happening that it gets it's it's on the verge of being ridiculous and yeah so absolutely so th- that being said, um, synopsis would be Rock Hudson is this kind of millionaire playboy and he doesn't care how his uh, actions affect anybody else. And he's uh, doing, he's, he's like racing around in the speedboat speed and he has an accident and crashes it and um, he ends up needing to use the... Uh, he, he ends up needing to be resuscitated and this small town only has one resuscitator in it and they <laughs> they let him use it. And so while that's happening... The beloved town doctor, Dr. Phillips, has a heart attack. The resuscitator's supposed to be at his house because of just such a such an occasion. He has heart problems. And so uh, Bob uh, Rock Hudson's character is saved, and the town doctor dies, much to everyone's dismay. Um, and so he, he learns what he's done, and he tries to befriend the doctor's widow, Jane Wyman, um, but she wants nothing to do with him, of course, and he kind of won't let it go. And uh, he finds out that the doctor had this this philosophy that you he needs to help everyone that he can and do these in secret. In secret, and that's that's the big thing they Rule say about one, him. Rule number one: you don't tell anybody. You don't talk about Fight Club. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, exactly. So. It's, it's do right club, not fight club. The do right club. Exactly, and and he's got all, you know, gazillions of dollars, and so he's trying to do um, all these philanthropic acts. But he, in, initially, he tries to do them for the wrong reasons because he just wants to wipe this karmic slate clean. And he's like, "I killed this doctor. Maybe if I just throw enough money at it, like it'll all be fine." And but Jane Wyman's friendship kind of teaches him he needs to do it from his heart. Um, it, early on in the movie, his actions lead to an accident for Jane Wyman and she becomes blind. <laughs> yeah. How? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> let me let me let me break down this accident. I'm I'm derailing the um, synopsis here, but I'm gonna break down this accident. She literally walks out a car door. The car doesn't even hit her. She like gets startled, falls down, and the next scene she's blind. Yeah. I've fallen down a couple of times. <laughs> I can still see. I know. It was really it makes, ridiculous. It absolutely makes no sense. It's, no other injuries on her. No. Not, not a scratch, but her eyes, don't work. Yep. Gone. Done so. So she becomes blind. Uh, <laughs> she forges this unlikely friendship with uh, Rock Hudson because she doesn't, she can't see him and she doesn't realize who he is because at this point she still pretty much hates him for leading to the death of her husband and 
So over time and through anonymity, they become friends and then they fall in love with each other. And, um, you know, at various points, she goes over to Switzerland for a blindness cure that she's sure will work. And because um, those Swiss know two things. <laughs> Chocolate and chocolate and eyeballs. blindness. You can say Alps. <laughs> they know the Alps. Yeah. They know chocolate and they know blindness. Yes. Yeah. So basically, Rock Hudson spends the rest of the movie trying to win her trust and um, BT Dubs. He is a former medical student, and so while this is all happening, he decides to go back to medical school so that he can. Uh, figure out a cure to just her imagine, blindness. I know. I'm just imagining your synopsis on the back of the D- DVD. Oh, and BT Dubs. He yeah, is a, he's, actually written out. Yeah. He's a former medical student. It's just everything is is saturated with emotions to the nth degree, and it is so over the top. Like all the the scenes where every basically every scene with Jane Wyman when she's like feeling around dramatically and and wearing sunglasses and tapping her pole against the wall and saying things like she'll never see another dawn and 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 it's just like you just want to roll on the ground and laugh until you cry but it's also like there's various points in the movie where I'm like oh this is so stupid <laughs> shut up tears like st- stop coming out of my eyes like you you can't help but be like a little bit touched by it while uh, even there's still also one kind time of when the, the Swiss doctors tell her there is no cure for your blindness and so <laughs> she that night slowly approaches a balcony to <laughs> to kill herself and she stops herself and anyway well because she knocks a, a yeah. potted plant but off. she's up three three stories i mean she's not i mean i mean unless she i'm, I'm Look, getting she fell over and was blind <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well what i was about to say is that if she falls off she'll probably just go deaf or something <laughs> oh this will kill her this is much more significant yeah, yeah. i man i i don't know I want to say one thing that bothers me, and this is going to make me probably sound sexist. How old is she supposed to be in this movie compared to him? I I don't I don't know. How old would you How old do you think she was, Kelly? Like in this movie, because she um, had an older her, her husband was obviously older doctor. Mm-hmm. So and she had a young, a daughter. But that wasn't her daughter though. It was no, his that, daughter. Well, they I know they said that at the beginning. Right? Yeah, but okay. Um, I don't know. I think she was probably supposed to be in like her early thirties or mid thirties or something. Really? Do you think? Do you think? That's she, not what I got. Do you think she looked like that? I know how old she was in real life when they filmed it. How? She was thirty-seven and Rock Hudson was twenty-nine. Uh-huh. Really? Okay. Do you, how old did you think she was? Like forties. That I, well, because she has a little bit of graying, and maybe it, maybe it is because she had the same haircut as my grandma used to have. <laughs> I'm not, and I, and I know they always say like, oh, it's always older men with younger women, but I just, I really thought their age had this huge discrepancy. She looks significantly older. But I him. don't, but I'm saying, I don't know if the film's playing it that way or if it's just, I don't know. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if the film is intentionally trying to make her look older. Cause you know, they added gray to his hair when they flash forward, he's a doctor. Right. Which, which that was kind of a weird inconsistency to me because I'd. It doesn't say how many years have gone by. Presumably a lot because yeah. he's gone through his internship and now he's a whatever at the uh, at the hospital. But then they threw in the comment about like, oh yeah, um, so and so who I'm blanking on the daughter's name. The daughter and her her fiance just got married last year and like haven't they been engaged for 
like years and years and years and years at this point? Is that something that they did in the 50s? I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't. It only took him like a few months to get through doctors, to become a doctor. You <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, that would have been in the scope of this movie. I think as far as acting goes, I think Rock Hudson actually did a better job. Like, he wasn't nominated. He wasn't recognized for this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Jane Wyman was. I think it should have been reversed. I think Rock Hudson did the better job than Jane Wyman because you're right. Jane Wyman, all she did was just... And she got freaking nominated for an Oscar on this. I I agree with you. I do. And this was... It's even more impressive for him, too, because this was his first starring role. Mm. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... I mean, before that, he had just done, like, crappy B-movies and... Yeah. um, Yeah, Yeah, this was way before Giant or... um... Uh, It it actually wasn't way before. I think Giant was mid-50s and early... Or uh, late 50s, right? Or was it 60s? Oh, actually, yeah, I'm wrong. It was two years before Giant. Okay. Still before it, though. Yeah. 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 So, you know, this this movie, to me, is the epitome of ridiculous. But I I just, I have to laugh. I, I it like we're always saying, you know, it, it has the watchability for me. It's extremely soapy, and I judge myself a little bit more every time I watch it. But I love it gosh I darn it i would watch dead ringers over this oh my God. i want to watch i want to watch this one again because i was i was bored with this one <laughs> it it's it's one of those you know 19 not a classic 1950s movie that just how long is it it's like um hour 45 no it's an hour and 48 minutes but it's what seems, yeah it seems like two and a half hours. Oh my god! Yeah, it feels I'm not like joking. It. It's that kind what? of movie. It feels like a lot longer. Yeah, because it just kept going. Like, oh, now he's gonna <laughs> become a doctor. Now he's gonna, uh, and then the, then the ending just kind of stops. Like, well, don't stop there. Show me, show me more. If you're gonna take me there, <laughs> might as well yeah. take him all the way to the grave. That's right. <laughs> she looked like she was about two steps from the grave by the end. Oh my, oh my gosh, the ending scene when when she's like. I, I was cracking up when I was watching it because her head, her, her, just like wearing these horrible face covering bandages and all you can see is like her eyes and her mouth and, and she's laying there and she's trying to talk to him and she's just come out of her coma and, and he's like, no, no, don't, don't move, don't talk, don't get excited. And, and, and like the dramatic music comes and she's like, how about tomorrow? Can I get excited tomorrow? And he's like, yes. You can. Ba-da-da. Yeah, that worked out so well yeah. for him the first time she said that to him. And uh, the um, the older gentleman, the painter, who basically mentors him in the the ways of the Do Right Club. Uh-huh. Um, was he a figment of his imagination? Okay, I was going to ask that too. Did that guy actually exist? Yeah, he did. I because did. he looked up in the else... doctor's room and it just felt like an angel or something watching over him. I did have that thought as well. That was I... weird because in every every scene he's like in the background just nodding to him. You know? yeah. Well, you know, I hadn't thought maybe he was an you angel. You could have paid back in ways you never thought possible. You know, right. Yeah. I'm I'm of the opinion he didn't actually exist. If they had to cut to like a grave with his name on it at the end, and like he died like three years earlier, I would have believed it. It would have been okay. That would have been a cool ending. Oh, I wish that would have happened. Me too. Or he's smiling up in the the, the operating room and he just fades. He fades out. It's just Wouldn't you have liked that? Yes. By the way, why was Rock Hudson shirtless in the operating room? Oh like, my gosh. what's what's with that? in his contract yeah. <laughs> out of all the scenes body. he was on a beach multiple times <laughs> that's the scene that has for his contract that's true it's like, he's scrubbing up <laughs> he's completely shirtless may as well just rub baby oil on him or something 
I mean, I don't know. Was All I, right, I, ladies, let's do this. I, I was, you know, I, I never met doctors from the 50s. I don't know. This doesn't seem like even in the 50s they would have done that. Baby oil. What? Doctor, I was speaking of doctors from the 50s. I know this is a 50s movie, but... How many times did they light up a cigarette in places of... Oh, he might have just had a cigarette over and... I love over that. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but at least didn't the nurse one time take the cigarette away and say... Yes. Says, yeah. At least they had that, these. but... It's, what was that one show on there Fox? Was, there, I'm sorry, there was, but there was one doctor that was talking about how, you know... Oh, poor, <laughs> poor Mr... Um, Phillips, he died of a heart attack. You got to take care of yourself. And then he gets out a cigarette, yeah. and it's not supposed to be funny. He's like... I don't know. It's just there was a sitcom. On, there was a sitcom on Fox where it's like a young a young kids in the doctor the doctor smoking and blowing smoke on them, and the kid starts coughing. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna have to see about that cough." That's, that's, that's what like, I kept thinking. Like, that's like fifty stupidity, basically. Yeah. But see, okay, for all of these reasons, this is why I just keep coming back for more magnificent obsession. Oh, and speaking of magnificent obsession, did you like the? like mentor slash angel <laughs> working in the movie title mm-hmm. and he's like multiple it'll times be, yeah, right. it'll be an obsession a magnificent obsession <laughs> you know the first time that i heard that i was like is that uh, Jesus joy of man desire because <laughs> it sounds an awful light uh, it did actually right oh man Classic like Fra- right frank there. capra could have made a really cool movie with this. <laughs> yeah. Because awesome. it, it, it would have been a little angel up there smiling at him. Right. This does kind of smack up Capra. Oh, oh. my goodness. We have completely derailed this thing. <laughs> this is going to be the longest. This is the longest podcast Clear. ever. <laughs> Clear. Yeah, it's dead. It's DOA, doctor. Oh, man. All right. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. In <laughs> honor of Dr. Shivago, we're drawing this out. In honor of David Lean. In honor of... You know, Omar <laughs> Sharif, who just who passed away just recently. Yes. This is our longest episode. Yes, we salute you. So guys, thanks for listening to us. And uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Rate, comment, review on iTunes. Like I said, that is the way that we uh, get more noticed out there on the web. And we have a live episode coming up. Yeah. August we, 31st, right? August 31st. On August 31st, we are going to be doing a live episode on Periscope. And it is our anniversary episode. It is our one-year anniversary. We've been doing this. Not only is it our anniversary episode, it is our 20th episode. Yep. But not our 20th anniversary. <laughs> and so we had to come up with something earth-shattering. We had to do something. We couldn't pick of a genre that summed up the year. So here's what we decided to do. We're doing the best the worst, and the ugliest of our first year. So we are each going to pick. We don't know who's going to pick what. We are each going to pick the best movie that we watched in this entire year, the worst movie we watched in this entire year, and the ugliest movie that we watched this entire year, and we're going to battle it out. In other words, if you want to follow along, re-listen to every single episode (laughs) from the first year. (laughs) Start now. Yeah, good, good luck with that. It'll take you a while. Uh, you guys have anything you want to? No, no. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, be sure to check us out. It's just awesome.com. Also, uh, good bad podcast on uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's just awesome.com. It's just awesome on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, but Twitter is good. Bad podcast. Yes. Sorry about that. Yes. All right. Well, thanks a lot for listening guys. Yep. Have a good one. Take it easy. Bye.